I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. and blood work results agree. I'm running low on vitamin D. Plague or not, Houston taught me that if you play with me too much, you might get popped. <laughs> okay. It's both a tagline and a warning. <laughs> <laughs> 
guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 177. And I am so excited to have a return guest co-host to the People's People's Couch. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's written I Can't Date Jesus, which I fucking love. His newest book, I Don't Want to Die Poor, I fucking love. And, you know, that last book, I Don't Want to Die Poor, it's on my bookshelf. It's surely on Slade Smiley's. And I am so excited to have the one, the only Michael Arsenault back on Andy's Girls. Michael, how are you? I'm all right for a plague. And my tagline was partially inspired by the legacy of Nene Leakes, who um, dearly oh, departed. Rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace. Is, is, I posted that on Andy's Instagram post yesterday. And someone was like, someone who obviously doesn't get my humor, or God forbid, maybe they do, responded and was like, go die or something that like sounds like the internet that sounds like a lanethia leak stand <laughs> there's so much happening in the bravo sphere honestly i just have to say first off you know i'm comfortable with you as a guest when i have shower hair and i'm wearing a fucking robe because i just want to do a very comfortable very intimate deep dive with mr michael arsenault but I just have to say there's been so much happening in the Bravo world, like even in the last 24, 36, 48 hours, that talking about watching the shows, like before New York aired last night, I thought like, didn't I already watch this? Like I that, felt like- I, Yes. I was, <laughs> I was exhausted. Although I actually, well, it, uh, no, you're right, but- I will say I did enjoy the repeat performance of Tinsley Mortimer getting Dorinda together. Like I've been a long time Dorinda fan, but like the last, to be honest, more than one season, it's not just been this one, but this was particularly, she's, she's been really nasty and she deserved that. Like um, it's nice to see Tinsley end on such a high note because all she wanted to do was marry someone else even richer than her um, and, and be happy. And I'm actually happy for her. And I have to say that, like, let's look at the most recent exits. So Denise, rest in peace. Nene has been resting in peace for, like, I swear to God, the last six, eight weeks. Like, this has been an ongoing. Right. I thought she was already out. Right. It was just it felt like she had already left us. So by the time she actually did, I'm like, oh, is this I thought this had already happened. Dorinda left on a not great note. And it just shows you know, I guess it's weird to say like the power of Tinsley, but you know, of four people, Denise, Dorinda, Nini, and Tins, Tinsley seemed the most in control of her narrative. She and that's was very because much, yes, the most control. It, it was really her choice. I mean, you can see what happens when someone, regardless of their legacy or not, is leaving in a way where they're like fighting with the network or making public accusations regardless of whether or not they're you know founded in truth and for Tinsley I thought you know if you are going to leave I don't know a better way to do it than on your own terms with the editors fully agreeing I mean it felt like she got a really and I understand it's based on you know whatever was recorded but it it just felt like, how could you not be Team Tins this week? More than anyone else's exits, it felt right. like Tinsley was saying, I deserve to be here, and now I'm choosing to depart. I just, I, she definitely wins. Um, 
Nini was gracious, but gracious in a way where you didn't have much of a choice but to be gracious if you want to continue with any hopes of working in the entertainment industry. Although that said, I actually liked the performance, not performance, I'm sorry, I do think she's grateful, but it was, didn't it seem very cheery for Nene? Con- oh, it was 100% a performance, I, and I, I'm actress, shocked that you said act- that her exit was gracious. No, 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 well, she performed graciousness, sorry. Yes, that's true. No, I, I, mean, she, yes. I mean she performed graciousness in the clip. I don't think she was gracious at all. I'm sorry, let me correct that. <laughs> she no, po- no, no, I think you're totally right. And I think that the theme of this week running on TV and off is like the performative yes. act of being a housewife. And when you say you are something, oftentimes you're not. And for Nini, we've all seen the writing on the wall because she's said so much publicly and not to say I didn't enjoy it. I mean, come on, but she said a lot about the network and about Andy and like thinly veiled attacks. And I don't know how that works when you're negotiating. Right. (laughs) I don't know what lawyer would have advised her to like come hard at them when you're asking for X amount of dollars and they're coming back at you with Y like how or even negotiating another a separate deal with the parent company because fighting with the execs in public and during a plague is a great idea i didn't particularly get the strategy i will say nene leaks will always get work she hustles Mm -hmm. she will find something i'm sure she i actually did notice that bravo left the door open to maybe her pick up the peach again because i will say she becomes the show when she's on it even when she's not even actively trying i think what was Mm -hmm. trying me as a viewer is that she's just been in a really nasty place and hasn't been completely forthright about it, which for whatever reason, but it just seems like cruelty on television. But, but we all know I hate, I don't like Kenny Moore at all. Hate is fine. Yeah, I, she's a horrible human being. So I'm only gonna watch now because Portia's the new Supreme, but Nene just brought a, <laughs> a darkness to the show. I just mo- more so just want her to be happier and then come back because she, she's been angry for a long time and that's not entertaining. It's actually how I've been feeling about Dorinda, too. It's like, I think watching these shows, at least for me during the plague, um, I don't find, like, cruelty isn't that entertaining to me to begin with, but, like, the, just the pile on on certain shows or just the nastiness. I mean, like, Nene has allegedly swung at producers and knocked somebody's tooth out. Like, we got to chill. Yes. We can't do that. It's social distancing. Mama might have thrown another tantrum. Um, can we just go to Denise Richards? I'm, I, I like her grabbing her script. I, I, I will say Beverly Hills drives me nuts. Of all of the things that have made me angry, it's like the pylon of her. So, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I think that there's a through line for this week, which is unpacking the difference between respecting your villains, yeah. which is like a Kenya example. Regardless of how you feel about this person, um, you know, they're adding a lot of content and and um, conflict and emotion and whatever else to these shows. They're necessary. She will etch a sketch of life for a storyline. God bless her. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. But <laughs> no, no, no. You're totally right. And I think that there's a difference between that aspect for respecting your villains and what happens when someone is performing the act of being a housewife and doing that in a way that feels to the viewer cruel and inhumane. Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna is doing it. Dorinda is doing yep. it. Um, what other show do we have? I don't I don't know that there's an uh, I can already tell Kenya will do it on, on the pat- next season though. <laughs> I'm sure Kenya will do it on the next season. Based on the Instagram beef with Portia, I saw that. She's it's coming. Oh, 
I can't even. I'm I'm nervous for that because I actually loved them this past season when they were like bonding as I did, moms I and enjoyed questionable that relationships. Too. And I don't know that there's an example of it. Just thinking about shows that are currently airing with Potomac, I don't think that there's anyone that fits the bill in that way as no. far as like a performative act, which actually shows the power of Potomac yeah. and the skill of it. That I believe that these people care and have stakes and. What made watching Beverly Hills and New York complicated for me personally was the fact that Dorinda was overreaching in order to deflect. And I think in many ways, Rinna was doing the same. This idea of being a truth teller, this idea of um, Denise being a terrible person and and fake and flawed and it's coming because for Dorinda, there is obviously something very complicated happening in her life with expressing pain and anger and redirecting that on someone. And with Rinna, I feel like she's looking at it through the lens of this is my job. I no longer have to even worry about showing my personal life as long as I'm focused on someone else hiding theirs. And it felt like for Denise, this just wasn't an even match you know what i'm saying where tinsley could take on dorinda tinsley actually i thought won that argument in the eyes of the audience she did for sure but with rinna and denise you know i didn't watch beverly hills live i didn't watch it until like late yesterday because i was just overwhelmed with the um teddy stuff which i'm sure we'll get to but with beverly hills i was told that it was like triggering for people triggering for people in like the not super big deal but like just frustrating to watch kind of way yeah and that's what I felt when I watched I mean what's your experience been this this season what do you think about the idea of the villainry Mm. in you know performing a housewife role what what are your thoughts on everything um with Dorinda I think we're watching someone who has just been struggling to grieve for years and that anger has finally poured out. It's understandable, but hard to watch. And it's not at all entertaining when she literally just lashes out at one person with so much fury, which we now have backstory to. She made certain episodes unbearable for me to watch. And I love, love, love New York and always been a big fan of her. Um, Even with someone like Monique, we can see where that, I don't, I'm not saying she's the villain, but in terms of the fight that we're going to see soon, you right. can see the anger is misplaced because her husband right. was embarrassing. So like on a human level, I actually still feel bad for her, even if I'm not liking how she's moving. With Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills, like it's been triggering that, well, to be blunt, the whole thing with um, Denise Brandy. and Brandy is a bit um, queer antagonistic, to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. And I do, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but Teddy's, you know, parent religious church affiliations aren't too fond of, of queer folk and of certain things. Teddy's? Yeah, it's some kind of mega church, one of those mega churches she oh goes to. God. You know, they're not I always the, to the, very long the friendliest. Of her problematic because behavior. I was wondering why she talked about it, even when she was, first of all, she brought it up to be spiteful. And she, Teddy mm-hmm. is whiny, and I've never liked her. She, she's someone I can tell, because I've struggled with my weight, I've had food, I understand. But projecting that and like being really nasty about it and acting so h- higher than thou, she's a fraud. She literally brings nothing to the show. This whole Brandy thing was really obnoxious because it was some other man. One, they wouldn't have brought it up mm-hmm. or they wouldn't have carried on this long. Like, we know what's happening. And I didn't like mm-hmm. on the, because I skipped the second reunion, but I was like, I can't stomach this because the first one is not mm-hmm. even that enjoyable. And I, 
I love Erica Jane, but the comment about the daughters, Denise's daughters, and when she was asked about it at the reunion, I really felt like mm-hmm. that was a missed opportunity not to just be like, my bad. It's like a lot of, you know, nastiness and all this is a part of the show, but just it seemed on certain, more so on this franchise than any, it's just been like way too many characters. Like what they did with to Denise Richards is, is really nasty. And we all know they like to pile on somebody because other things are happening as other reality shows say on the blogs. But mm-hmm. she's not a, God bless Denise, but she's not, she's not the fighter. She was not ready. She can't handle somebody like Lisa Renna. What, what Renna was to me though, who was really, really low and disgusting was to bring up the Heather Lockler thing. Like you're performing Villarine. And I understand because I will say this. Why, the reason why I outline all the other people, they give me hurt and I understand the, the root and the trace, even if I don't agree with how they act out. Like, I actually still want Dorinda, Monique, all of them to be find something. Lisa Renna is just vile because she doesn't, pro- I don't know, did she not have a job outside of this? I heard she just found work good for her, but like, it gives a desperation. Like, I was a big Lisa Renna yeah, fan, but this is evil. Yeah. Like, it's evil and desperate. And like, was the Heather Locker thing necessary? And honestly, the best part when, when I saw that clip of Brandy saying, Denise fucked me over one more time because she's not coming back. Now they won't call me. And I'm just thinking, since when, thank you. Since when is Brandy Glanville like the person we believe? Now, do I completely believe De- Denise? No. I think they did some kind of whatever. But it was never this important. And it was just mean how they used this to like make her seem like this horrific human being over... Honestly, the parent thing, you shouldn't have been talking about it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Move on. (laughs) I think that there was a major flaw with the execution of this reunion, which was there needed to be a moderator who represented the voice of the audience. Yes. And Andy said something at the end of the reunion that actually caught me in the exact opposite way of what I think he intended when he said, wow, how amazing is it that after so many tough reunions that you guys are ending you know as good friends and with so much love and I thought ding 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 that's the actual problem the problem is that someone it's Andy at the doorbell (laughs) the problem is that Andy I needed a moderator there and not a team everyone else conversationalist and that's what I felt like what Andy was doing and the Heather Locklear moment I watched a couple times because it was obvious that Rinna was just doing to doing it to piss her off yes there was actually no context for it aside, aside to say that if you're going to say I'm a terrible friend for behavior I've seen on camera I'm going to bring up random tabloid rumors that I think Rinna knew better than to do she knew it would trigger Denise and that was her only way to do it but I was more focused on Andy's response and I have to tell you I don't remember a ton of details to the Heather Locklear stuff aside from what I remember of the headline and I didn't google it or anything of like there being some allegation that Heather Locklear said that Denise Mm -hmm. had an affair with Richie Sambora is what I remember happening and there was some sort of response of Denise saying like we weren't that good friends things happened yada yada it's sort of similar to what Luann said about Bethany and um I think it was Dennis at the time that was like Bethany had a school friend whatever and it ended up being not that big a thing but this was you know a huge celebrity headline and Andy's response was with like a little glimmer in his eyes 
tell me about that Heather Locklear thing. I don't remember. Right. And when he said that, I didn't believe him. And at that moment, I was like, this is the problem with this reunion cycle is that regardless of whether or not you're pissed that Denise sent cease and desist, which P.S. we're all pretending is the first time that's ever happened. Right. CC Adrian surrogate. I don't care what your personal opinion of it is. And you could be right. The problem is that we're getting all of these people expressing glee who are going out of their way to turn on Garcelle mm. and rewrite history with Denise. And I don't hear anything else. And if the conflict is going to be kicking Denise to the curb, you did that in minutes. You're giving me three hours. Why is this entertaining? I don't want right. to feel bad for Denise for three parts of a reunion it is obvious that denise isn't being honest it is obvious that she doesn't understand the mechanics of being on this show and beverly hills specifically but put that aside where was someone sticking up for denise because she couldn't do it herself who wasn't named garcelle yeah I like where was that element? Because it was missing and, and the episode quality hurt as a result. I also didn't like when Andy, it was something about the friend thing. She, she um, like on the first reunion, like using that against her, like the, the, the verb she used to describe Brandy. Um, at oh, the it's like Con an acquaintance yeah, or not a good friend. The thing about that is like, yeah, you, could, you can fuck someone and not be their friend. You can mess around or whatever they did or did not do. Like that just felt like a very leading thing. I'm like, you know better than that. Same thing with the Heather Locker thing. And just, I'll leave it alone. I think it's interesting that the homophobia of the Real Housewives of Atlanta can come up, but not the, that of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it is. Oh my God. That's such a good, the Chrissy of it all. Yes. The calling Kim Fields husband and apologies. I forgot his last name, but calling Chris Chrissy and then bringing it up because Andy was personally offended, which was, probably the worst thing that Kenya's done and that's a very long list when she right. absolutely didn't apologize but bring that's a great point it was brought up because I think Andy was genuinely offended as well as like the surrogacy stuff on New York and with the turkey baster and it wasn't in Beverly Hills in the same way and I wonder what would have happened if it was a queer woman who was moderating that reunion um, instead, I wonder what the difference would have yeah, been. Yeah, I just because I, I was I was I've enjoyed Andy like on the the, the Royal Housewives of New York reunion. I think he's mm -hmm. he's worked the best he could with <laughs> such so much happening. Yeah, but this Beverly lot. Hills reunion, I'm like it it's 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 clear that literally besides Garcelle, <laughs> no one is going to even bother to even because I just think even the way some of the questions were framed, like it's clear where this is all going. It's like this is the pile on like like you, I didn't want to feel bad about Denise the entire season, much less the entire reunion. It just was really exhausting to watch. I also didn't like when Teddy tried to make Garcelle look bad or like Erica made that little quip. I'm like, girl, your husband didn't go, so why would she look like I mean it's just they were nasty for no reason. And I did, and yeah. Teddy even then with the sorry uh, with the Rena no go and the dieting thing I'm like first of all when you play the whole scene your daughters do say you play some role in that and then once you saw the bonus clip or unseen footage online Garcelle was talking about her son struggling with right. and she was saying that in context of a much more substantive conversation yet only because we saw that that is like the narrative that they stuck to and I think that they could have actually interjected themselves so like that just was miscommunicated but it made Garcelle look like what the first one she's a thief I was like. 
oh Kyle, you really don't want to go right now talking about <laughs> the black woman don't steal. Mm -hmm. I thought it was telling that Garcelle was the one who reached out to Erica about um, her husband, yep. which I'm glad. Erica about her. I mean, her husband, her I'm sorry, her son, son, her son, the police officer. He's an LAPD cop yeah. in the height of Black Lives Matter protests. Which I thought was so telling. housewife reaching out. Which I was, that's why I was like, it, Erica, like, because I, I, I quote Erica Jane at the beginning of my second book. I'm clearly a fan, but like, Erica, on part one, you shouted her out for this. Now you make something like she wasn't supportive. I mean, I guess Garcelle gave too many excuses so she couldn't help but use the quip, but it just felt really, like, nasty. Because I'm explicitly that Garcelle, the black woman, Dur uh, like and like in that time is hitting you up about your LAPD son the LAPD right. with all due respect to all whatever but it's the LAPD and black folks don't have the best relationship so I found that really telling about Garcelle telling about the other housewives that they didn't reach out to them and then somehow on the last reunion Garcelle's character continues to get under a mic like it just was all nasty and I, I clearly I feel like they're gonna bring her back um and Teddy you feel I, like they are or they're not I think they America. will you do? Well. Full time? You don't think which so? Which is different from does she deserve it, which. Um, I, well, I personally really enjoy Garcelle and she has a lot to do while I watch. Dorit is now my oh, favorite. Oh, wait, sorry. I thought you meant Erica Jane. Oh, what Erica are you Jane. Talking about oh, I'm right sorry. Now? Garcelle coming back. Oh, Garcelle, 100%. Yeah. Love her, die for her, can't get it. I actually hope 100%. she brings up Teddy's alleged, you know, starvation diet or I don't know how to, the legal term, no, sorry. Um. Eating disorder factory is what I've been referring sure. to. Yeah, like on, whatever, on whichever. Yeah. Um, I hope that comes up on the first episode of The Real where Garcelle is there. <laughs> uh, I would love, I think it's Why don't you support women, Garcelle? I'm like. I'm, uh, it was another example of these women choosing every opportunity to defend each other and frankly exploit the people who aren't on their side in order to rewrite history because this is their version of having fun and nothing is more painful to me than a reunion cycle where it's a bunch of women gloating and gleeful against two other cast members yes. and I removed Sutton from this because Sutton was kind of participating a little bit but uh, we'll just put that aside because I've enjoyed her for the majority I just felt like you don't have to do this we all know right. why you're doing it and there's nobody addressing what is happening in front of our eyes and Denise is not good at this Jesus, Denise yeah, does Jesus not understand what show she's on we all we all get it I am team Denise because I am so anti team everyone else and how they've behaved I feel like I have no choice but to empathize with someone who is obviously incredibly uncomfortable with how production is using this information yeah. to I don't want to use the word abuse but to manipulate plot for this season it's all built on this experience and a person's story who is not an actual cast member which these women seem to scoff at and laugh off but is in fact entirely valid right and I love how Brandy just shows up mic'd up surprise like really <laughs> The this yeah. the desperation and the like the exploiting of clearly what this is. I'm like you're. I get why you all are making this a bigger deal than it actually is. It just was really gross. And God bless Denise. She might not be able to talk, but when I saw that Washington Post style feature about her, yes, I know huge. Lisa Rinna probably gagged and choked and was so mad. Um, Denise, and it was gorgeous. Denise was won gorgeous. by default, but it it's not really because she did anything. It's just that we are sick of the cast doing this to a cast member. And honestly. 
Camille Grammer Clearmeyer, sorry, don't agree with her politically, still agree with her dancing in the 90s. But <laughs> on her timeline, watching her yeah. gather Kyle <laughs> about actually, I don't want to film with you anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Because they, because Camille goes in all these different places. But my thing with Camille is that she just isn't a good messenger, but she's usually not completely wrong, at least to me, about Kyle. Because even back then, I lean towards Camille more than Kyle, um, even season one. I just, I don't, Kyle seems, some per, a person that always needs to be liked by everybody can't be trusted completely. Even if you can enjoy Kyle's certain doses, but I did not enjoy her much at all this season. All of these women talking about, you just need to be honest. Right. And it's like, <laughs> but don't bring up my Texas. Don't bring up my Texas. <laughs> don't bring up my Texas. <laughs> or Mauricio. Kyle, like, Kyle you're with Kyle's like I've been through this before sweetie you haven't it the only part of that plot that actually was brought up on camera was the idea that Lisa maybe told Brandy to remove some magazines from her bag on vacation wherever the fuck they were I think it was Mexico but I don't remember at this point or maybe Hawaii the actual aspect of did Mauricio cheat was never actually a part of the conversation Erica Jane and Tom this wasn't even addressed but like the Tom part of Tom, as you mm -hmm. exactly as you say, which I hadn't even thought about. I thought about Tom not going until the end of the run, which I thought was very strange. But the fact that people are saying that you don't care about Erica, it's like, well, did she have that conversation with her husband? Yeah, because he also didn't show up. And it's so disingenuous for them to say we no longer filmed and we are all this circle very very close and you're a piece of shit for not joining us mm -hmm. maybe she was invited the night before which is wild um but garcelle obviously has been isolated and alienated by these women rinna has said horrific things to and about her why would she go with them on this trip like they're living in this imaginary team everyone else land and while I'm so happy that they're happy, I don't think the audience was. Yeah, I'm actually curious to see. I know, I know they've done really well with the ratings this yeah, season. Yeah, they've done really well. But I'm not particularly sure how well that carries on if the show stays like this because most I don't know anyone that's really happy with watching this show lately. Um, we keep up with the season, but like, if this is what's going to be a continuation of it, ew, it don't make... I, like, don't make me be, become more excited about the OCs in Beverly Hills. Could you imagine that? <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I, yeah. I mean, the, the only good part about this season for me is I now, uh, well, besides Garcelle, is like, I now really like Dorit. Yeah, Dorit had a great season. Very into I Dorit, like Dorit now. Voice of Reason. Knew, voice of Reason and knew politically as concerning, like, production, how to dance around this, um, uh, Denise Brandy stuff in a way that felt truthful where she's like listen I really do respect her and care about her and there are obviously some problems here that I want to get to the bottom of and with Garcelle I felt like Garcelle was absolutely the closest to the voice of the audience in being like wow did that happen but also tell me more and yes. also like this doesn't make sense you know like and it felt like it was still I felt as a viewer like I was super respected when Garcelle was talking I felt like she obviously is a woman with a lot of grace and the way that she was handling things I felt like the rest of the women didn't deserve in many 
points to be like in her presence. The way that oh, they were I, talking yeah, about her, it. it just felt like she is operating at a different level as a human person than you guys are. And it's her first season. She got, you know, you can't even say she got an angel edit because actually that whole edit stuff with her conversation about her son and the yeah, fact that nobody referenced the information that we all knew as an online exclusive was wild to me. But I think that Garcelle, regardless of how long she's going to be on the show, and I do think she's going to be back, is a decent person. And my hope is that there's some sort of shakeup next season, even though I, I really don't have a lot of um, – I don't I don't have a lot of faith that that's going to happen. But I don't my hope either. is that Garcelle <laughs> gets a true ally because Denise couldn't do for Garcelle what Garcelle right. did for her. And I don't know if Garcelle and Dorit will become close, but like I will not tolerate a Garcelle pylon. I will say that. If she's the next target, that would actually drive me quite away from the show. <laughs> How could that not happen though? It feel that's Currently, what it feels like it's coming. First one in last I mean for, last one in first one out. But that will um good luck to those women if they decide to do that in the forthcoming season that will blow up in their face in a way like yeah <laughs> that would i feel like that will be hand that would be addressed a lot differently just by virtue of garcelle's level of celebrity reaching many areas that theirs never will you know what i mean mm -hmm. good luck with that is all i'll say like again like i I was watching the tweets, although Twitter, well, most of social media is a horrible place now, but, you know. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I noticed the fans did not like what Kyle did about that. They Once the, the clip was going around, that was the online exclusive. People were right. like, oh, wait, that changes. I, people are really quick about, like, don't edit. Look, don't edit the black woman like that. I'll just say that. Don't pick on the black woman for a whole season in this climate. That's not to say if she didn't do something wrong, go after her. But, like, a group of these women and their deluded things every year going after Garcelle. Good luck. That's all. Good luck. Um, and Kyle kept it up online after. She sure all did. Instagram stories were like, um, and and great that she finally paid it. Or it's so great that it's been paid. And it's like bullying someone into making a charitable donation is not a good look for the person bullying. And it's nope. not a good look for the charity. So why not just like take a fucking moment and say, I'm sorry that I did that on camera and um you know and thank you to garcelle for making a donation like i made a mistake yeah, instead her... she's running this whole thing of like oh everybody paid the night up i don't give a shit if every single person in that room handed over their amex and garcelle was the only one you were doing something purposeful yeah by trying to bully and malign her on camera and that's not a great she look. couldn't wait to whip that out that, that, that she could not wait to whip that out she could not wait to make her look like she had like a thief or couldn't pay like she could not wait and it was really obnoxious really telling and reminded me a lot about sometimes how her family can behave i'll leave it at that uh well <laughs> there's a history of how there. her family can behave <laughs> Yeah. Did you see this whole shit about Kathy fucking Hilton maybe signing on? They do that every Allegedly. year. Allegedly. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I yeah, they do it every year. There are always rumors that she's gonna I don't know what's in it for Kathy Hilton that she doesn't already get by making random cameos. And she just she she does she, she doesn't like conflict from my understanding. Um I could tell that she would get cow together if need be, but I just don't believe she's really gonna do it. And also at this point, I don't know if we need another one of the sisters on the show. It's it's a lot. It would be a different if it were like a trade-in, but it's too many of them. <laughs>
it's 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 a lot. I don't, I don't know if we need another one in the universe. Um, so not that she would even really do it. Like I would. I don't know. I'd be interested to no mm-hmm. no. It's too many of them. Kyle has ruined it for all of them. That's actually what happened for me. And the reality is, this week was a shit show. Yes. So last Thursday, Demois on Instagram posted blind items about some sort of app program. That was celebrating eating disorders or disordered eating as like the goal, mission, and end result. I saw that. I immediately was like, Teddy. I got confirmation through some avenues that this was about um, Teddy's all in. That was Thursday night. I recorded on Friday for an episode that was posted on Saturday where Tracy Morrissey and I essentially unloaded about all things Teddy Mellencamp. Hey, Tracy. Then... A fashion influencer on Instagram, Emily Gallus, got essentially galvanized what led to a viral wave earlier this week that's still going on now of a lot of people sharing stories of their experiences as participants in All In. And it's become this huge tidal wave. And there has been the idea of a lot of people you know, being anti-Teddy and anti-Teddy on Beverly Hills for absolute, um, for reasons that I completely agree with. And then there has been that side case of like, wow, did this whole craziness actually help her maybe gather herself a diamond? But this is also the franchise that I have the smallest amount of faith in reflecting reality on their version of reality tv what is an example of a time in which rumors or drama or bad shit going down against a housewife would be reflected on that plot i've never i don't remember the last time i've seen it happen on beverly hills and the only reason that the brandy denise stuff became viral was because it was leaked during production right what what in what world do you think that anybody would actually come for Teddy Mellencamp on camera? Where is an example of you thinking that would happen? What I think would happen if she was back and God help us if she is, is that she goes on some sob story about cyberbullying. Oh, God. And then and how much this has helped her live her life. And if anybody needs an example of how negative this whole you know, insight into her company is they should just watch the most recent episode of The Vow, which in very strange timing happened to air on Sunday night where women who were coerced into into joining a like sexual trafficking cult part of Nexium, this insane cult followed a lot of the same quote unquote dietary guidance that Teddy's clients do. And in Nexium, it was referred to as master slave, where women would have to text a person that they had to refer to as master and say, do I have permission to eat this thing? And their quote unquote master would respond back and say, you have permission Yada yada, and then these women were then manipulated into getting brands on their body that ended up being the initials of 
this man who is responsible for all of this happening and all of this other shit. And it's just there are a lot of similarities to women in Nexium saying, I feel so good about myself because these of these things that I've been taught to do that outsiders recognize as incredibly problematic and dangerous. And so for Teddy to say, I've helped so many people look at all of these positive reviews and it's like, cool, but a lot of these people, I don't begrudge, they truly may not know. When you're in it, you don't know that these are warning bells. And regardless of how many Instagram stories you see, you genuinely might not know it until it's too late. And so it's like, are we going to see Teddy once again making a big fucking check for herself, riding on the coattails of being on Beverly Hills and this company that she's been able to create that seems incredibly toxic and dangerous and problematic? Like, this is this is what people think. People think she's going to be held accountable because so many people are online. Yeah, I will say. I mean, I agree, but I will say I'm. I would. I'm trying to see how they avoid the production company, the network avoids talking about this. In that, in this season that just concluded, there was an entire episode pretty much themed around her business. Right. That and that, that we it. now. Yeah, and then there were blog posts about trying the diet. Like with mm-hmm. all due respect, on BravoTV.com. Yeah, yep. with all due respect, like. If they made, I, I I can imagine they would try to ignore it, but I just don't see how because I don't think the chorus is going to get any louder now that certain outlets are picking it up. I mean, I know it's mm-hmm. obviously between now and filming, but you allowed her to profit off of people's, you know, real pain or like needs to like. They participated in it. Like, it's not even that they like allowed like it. A, they they amplified like, it. Make you com- a complicit in that you've actually put, I'm, I'm sorry, like just paying that money to harass people to eat an orange taco or whatever it was allegedly. It just like it's just <laughs> an orange lettuce taco. I'm sorry. Yeah, lettuce, orange taco, whatever. Um without the peel, there was a yes. snack which was a let piece of lettuce with two peeled pe- slices of orange and I think some mint. Just and they said you couldn't have the orange skin. Just the nerve of this self righteous whiny person sitting here profiting off people's pain just because she never dealt with her own issues and now she's exactly. literally profiting off of it making people feel horrible starving them I'm, I'm sorry you cannot get i don't mind a lettuce taco like i could even be plant-based with it but not like orange well i actually just want a taco to be honest i'm from texas i don't really want lettuce but it's just <laughs> it's a snack to a real taco sure but like no i'm I, i'm sorry i didn't even i just i'm I, i'm sick of her like they, she needs to be i don't even think she should come back also why did, I mean, he didn't know Maisie. I want to know why Pop Smoke, you know, he got killed at the rapper Pop Smoke, the house that he was uh, murdered. Oh, my God, was Teddy. Yes. I'm just like, we never even got to address that. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I want to know stuff. I mean. And about her church, which um, that church that they belong to. I didn't know to. anything about the church. I think I try to know as little, to be honest, about Teddy as I well, possibly can as not, a survival instinct. There's not much to learn about her, to be honest. I try to ignore her, too. I just was... I fell down a hole when this story started. And I'm like, oh, right. her husband has an interesting background. Oh. Yeah, her husband is also allegedly a con man as well. He's got his own little security fraud going on. Well, I've heard some of, I've seen some of those rumors. You know, the, the Housewives fans congregating all our texts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some things. But it's just, it, actually, this is more dangerous than what Taylor, you know, brought on the show. I, what is happening with them? It's, it's very strange. 
Um, Garcelle better blast on the first day of the reel, if nothing else. Or someone. Oh, oh yeah. actually, let Jenny or one of them do it. Someone else needs to just bring it out there. No, I'm. I watching Teddy in this reunion throughout the whole season and knowing that she's allegedly starving people. I, I feel like I have to say allegedly every five minutes, but so no, she's doing it. It's. I'm okay not saying allegedly. Feel free to try to. Say you know, you, dare you? They're very litigious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I consider my. I have an honorary. Um, I love this Come lottery because my dad's a litigator. So oh, I, you're fine. <laughs> every, like anytime, like if I had like a question for him about something, he would be like, "You need to write a memo and look up state and federal statutes." So I literally have had to write memos to be able to support. This is amazing. <laughs> I feel very comfortable. I trust you. <laughs> Right, like, feel free to come at me because I feel very comfortable saying what she is doing is incredibly dangerous. I consider and lettuce tacos starvation. Um, I mean, I don't even, I don't like the idea of mixing fruit with salad. I, a friend once got me to do adding grapes to a salad. It was actually very delightful, but I feel like <laughs> I've closed that chapter of my life and I can't go back. Fair so enough. It was just not, it was not for me. And I love rabbits, so I understand trying to um, identify with their diet. I just don't, that's not my journey. But I just feel like there are so many dietitians people who have dedicated their lives their career and their education to getting people away from this thinking yeah that to try to gaslight all of those people plus your clients plus the fact that you celebrate that you she really did play the victim her response Ugh. A hundred and the fact that she blocks every comment, every critical that isn't even nasty. She blocked has blocked everyone, including myself. My only question was like, will you release women from NDAs? You've allegedly had them sign. She blocked that comment in me from her account. I'm obviously in a place of mourning of not being able to follow Teddy taking video of herself on the treadmill. And her but cool I'll figure out a way hair. To go on. Her cool hair. She's so cool with her. You know, I mean, 20, I kind what? of do want to go a little pink for fall. Don't I mean, encourage her. Okay. No, it, I know, it works. It's not okay. It works on teenagers, Nicki Minaj fans of any age, not Teddy Mellencamp. I'm no. 14 at heart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I have to say, like, she has. I think bigger problems and I would look I hope at so. how look at how closely it's similar to Rinna saying own it she's very truthful she says she's always focused on saying own it because she's figured out a way to monetize a catchphrase then you look at Teddy Mellencamp who's figured out a way to monetize the idea of being quote-unquote accountable and you see how she responds to people saying I was hurt by joining your uh, by being a client of your company, you hurt me. You physically added harm to right. my life. You triggered disordered eating. You didn't have people who were licensed. You celebrated the, the fact that they were only clients who had been brought into this environment and atmosphere and frankly didn't have enough of it of an education specific to disordered eating to know that what you were doing was wrong. You went out of your way to make sure not to hire people who would have said day one, something is wrong here. Right. This needs to be changed. You have created an environment where you're only hearing yes people it makes a lot of sense that her cast is beverly hills oh for sure she, she, no other franchise would let any of this go I, oh, I can't stand her it ties into the weakness of beverly do hills, we think they're bringing her back group mentality they're, huh? they're bringing her back aren't they i'm nervous that they're thinking that this is a reason to bring her back i assume that some sort of contract had been signed prior i thought this stuff had already been sort of decided but i have no idea i just know that there, she's done enough harm. She looks she, like a big old legal risk right now. 
<laughs> I mean, I would think, and also, I mean, listen, they had a lot to say about Denise sending cease and desist. Sure did. What's going to happen the second that Garcelle brings this up in conversation? You think that Teddy's going to let this shit go? No, it's going to be also, just like anything else. You 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 hate it until you want to do it, would you, and then you love it. I also wouldn't be surprised if Lisa Renner brought it up herself. <laughs> villains lisa i once respected the villainry you brought to the show that respect no longer exists give me something to root for by you rooting against someone in your little club because i saw a picture of her holding one of the things and then there was some other picture she was on a private jet holding one of that's what it was diet books i bet she's burned it i mean Maybe she's made it into a burn book. I, I only, bet she's. I can only hope. She the the minute she saw more than like five tweets about it. Ah! <laughs> um, I don't think that well, actually, Rena would. I actually, don't think that they. I think they've signed some sort of. Well, no, that's true. She think, she actually has no self awareness. She's actually mad that we're not. We're on Denise's side. Her. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that franchise! Kyle to involve herself and be like, "This is bullying." Like, shut the fuck up! I know that you know something about bullying, but like, stay in your lane. All of you guys have talked about having experiences with disordered eating. You should think for a second if a lot of I like aside from the tabloidy whatever of it all, people are saying they were physically harmed. Right. And you who talked about drinking v8 and eating it as soup when you weighed 30 pounds or whatever the fuck when you had an eating disorder when you were younger you can't take a moment and say wow a lot of people are saying they were hurt like settle down like settle the fuck down i think teddy is a horrible human being if they choose to take yeah. the legal risk to um go with her again another season just their dumb luck those ndas will probably be exposed and the whole thing will be sent rightly tarnished by the fact that she's exploiting people and hurting people can i stand her hate her this this whole season's been so exhausting <laughs> like they're not I'm it's not enjoying tired, to watch at least potomac still brings me joy mess and all okay let's talk about potomac okay so i don't even know where to be where do you want to leave because there's so many because this is the episode that's coming where they well i mean they're making it seem like next week is the but it's probably the very end it's gonna be <laughs> fade to black and then to be continued and somehow they're going to make 15 seconds stretch into four episodes yes. and frankly i trust everybody working on potomac i have no trust in beverly hills i have questions about dorinda's behavior behind the scenes but i have full faith in whatever the editors and t'challa is a friend of whatever they choose to do ultimately it's it's like good with me. I don't know how much of the fight will be on next week, but I am here for. I will say. Oh, I just let me go randomly with them. Giselle. Um, I will say in these very dark times, I've overall <laughs> been well. But what when I am feeling down, what really brings me joy is looking at Giselle and what she has on, and busting out laughing because she is serious with that bullshit. The second thing is, um, she is clearly great for the show in terms of the villain, or at least just messy. She knows how to, I, I will give her that. She's good at what she does. And she's empathetic. But. She does it with a wink. Okay. I do not like her. I'm with her daughters. I do not. I'm, well, I mean, I put it like that. I, I make the same faces that their daughters make about Jamal Bryant. I'm also not a big Jamal Bryant fan. I, I write. I have written about him in years past because he did that sermon, These Hoes Ain't Loyal. He literally quoted Chris Brown in a sermon. He oh, also God. spoke of quote unquote sanctified sissies. I find it ironic. This is the person who took over Bishop Eddie Long, 
the dead um, person who molested, sexually abused boys at the church. <gasps> his church. Um, oh my God, mm -hmm. that's the church that he took on, I think, in Atlanta. Yes, that's the church that he took over. Now, because um, I'm clearly not a big fan of Bishop uh, Bryant, so but maybe he, you know what? I believe in redemption. Maybe he's atoned for his past sins. Would love to get an update on that, Giselle. Um, if you're gonna make me have to watch this man every week, I'm actually proud of Giselle that she started her home. Um, the company's doing well. Um, the furniture is oh my god! I know Karen so called. Bad. I know Karen, so bad. I know Karen called it a nine hundred thousand dollar barn, <laughs> which is was rude. she wrong? It was like a nine hundred thousand dollar log cabin. She overpaid she, by at least eight. She, she, she was not wrong. Cause you spent like it literally is her taste. God bless her. Like your you 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 spent a million almost a million dollars on a cabin because and that you had to fix up. It's literally like watching her clothes, her, her choices and clothes in real estate, mirror in real estate. It's just so much to look at. But that said, she's a great Tom. I'm glad Robin is finally getting a ring. Um, although with all the stones with a stone for the gemstone. For although year. where is Juan? That's usually why I watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ashley Darby. Um, you know, I don't think Ashley's a nice person, but. <gasps> Wait, I do know that? I thought we talked about it. Maybe not. Wait, can you remind me? I'm loving this checklist, by the way. This is like the best thing that's ever had my entire life. Can you refresh my memory? My thing about just... and, um, Ashley and Candace, say what you want, but Ashley was no less vile. Candace just had not the best timing on the day, on the night that Ashley was delivering. But, you know, as Candace explained, she was just not defense, but it's, I understand justification. She didn't know she was in labor. She was just live tweeting the episode. I probably wouldn't live tweet every episode if I were on the show, but I know legally got to do a limit, whatever. I don't know. But that's it. Like when they were trying to pile on Candace at the beginning of the season about why she just didn't flat out apologize to Ashley. I'm like, Ashley said some fucked up shit to Candace and Ashley would get something on earth about Ashley. Although I'll admit now she seems oh happier. God. I'm glad she has a baby. Good luck to her with that. Another marriage. one on the way. I, I don't get it. I Good luck. But no, Ashley used Monique. Uh, she called Monique. She accused that Monique of being an alcoholic, which could have had real life implications. She brought up Juan allegedly fucking around just for her own amusement airtime and made Robin look bad. She brought and up some two hundred dollars right. bank. She brought up some stuff with Karen and make her look bad. But then last season, don't bring up Michael. Girl, be quiet. Like that is hypocritical. And on top of when people brought it up, she still was saying some fucked up shit to people, but they want to be all high and mighty. Girl, you're evil. You know better than the rest <gasps> of them. You traffic in people's misery but when it comes back on you like you deserve it you ain't got nothing to say that's why candace wait, was lighting her up <laughs> wait counterpoint stop right here the difference between potomac though and whatever's happening on beverly hills with like whoever's carrying the bag yeah ashley is likable no no no, no, no. Inter she's ashley entertaining in, in that way which is why she's mean. able that's why she's so skillful at being a housewife like if kenya was a likable person she would rule the world oh but i agree not no, she's agree. not empathetic in that way unless she's under extreme duress, like emotional duress. And you look at Ashley, who understands what it takes to be a housewife and has no issue getting the job done. And I think is genuinely likable, even when mm -hmm. she behaves in a way as she did turning against Katie whenever whatever else and you understand that there's some darkness there I still root for her I, I do as a viewer I can understand that I don't think Ashley's a bad cast member but my thing is like if you're gonna be the person that does all that stuff like a Kenya Kenya will at least own that she's messy and kind of a little so well she won't use the words I think it's a little sociopathic how she treats people but fine 
Ashley, when stuff was on her, she just was so like, oh my God, like leave me alone, privacy. But I'm like, oh no, 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 no. You don't get to traffic in everybody's misery. Take pleasure in it because there was a there would be a twinkle in her eye and her smile when she was doing the shit on the show. She takes joy in doing it. If you're a great villain, you're a villain, whatever. But when it's your turn, don't act all high and mighty. That's what annoyed me about her. Then she did, and I, again, like, I get that Candace's tweets offend, but Ashley, they both said some really nasty things to each other in person when it counted. And Ashley is not exactly a saint. I think that, I think it's easier sometimes for like some of these, like, oh, because even now, they're like, yeah, Candace should do this. And now they quickly decide with um, Monique over Candace. Well, like, think, I came in liking Monique too. But are we not pretending that Monique wasn't acting a little funny last season? And then when you saw the episode where as soon as they got off camera, Monique rose up on Candace, like, giggling. Mm -hmm. And being like, well, girl, you know I had to do that. Like, I I will say, I hate seeing Monique and Candace not get along. I just think it's easy sometimes for the cast to, like, and sometimes you was the problem with Candace when I'm like, uh, the evil is spreading thing. Which I think is why Karen, even if she can't stand Giselle, which is maybe good judgment, I don't know. Depends. Um, Karen will at least, I think, give Monique the benefit of the doubt, has given Candace the benefit of the doubt, and also, like me, she knows Ashley is full of shit. Cause I, <laughs> because she did it to her. Hopefully that makes sense. I get why you enjoy her. I just don't like that Ashley did it to so many of her coworkers. And when it was her turn. Well, of course it's hypocritical, but that's, I feel like her I mean, hypocrisy is part of what makes her strong. I think we're both actually probably saying something really similar. Yeah, which I is, think so. It's she's been behaved in a way to stir up shit, and it's disingenuous when you look at how she behaved when shit came out um, on her family and her life. And P.S., the difference between that is Robin could get upset at Ashley for bringing this stuff mm-hmm. up on camera. But Robin also understands and is accountable for the reasons in which their bankruptcy happened to begin with. Like they trusted the wrong person, blah, blah, blah. With Ashley, she couldn't really, I don't think, honestly, get upset at her cast members for discussing the Michael stuff because at the end of the day, it's actually Michael's fault. It's That's... not Michael. Michael was the reason that this stuff happened and it and Michael is the reason that this stuff happened against um, members of production and whatever yeah. else. But like Ray's tax issues with ultimately his fault. He said so on camera. Mm-hmm. That didn't stop Ashley. The one thing his fault. She's still like, that's the only, I mean, I get it. Even like, she's not the first people going to Royal Housewife. She won't be the last. I just think that in particular, it's just a little twinkle in her eye that she would get when she would go at somebody and all of a sudden like, oh, I will say this season. She is a lot. She seems to be a lot more mature. Um, mm-hmm. Motherhood has actually looked nice on her. I'm actually sorry that her husband is giving her so much grief for another season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that, but it's just uh, it will, the Karen, go ahead, go ahead. the Karen and Black Bill Gates stuff, which, um, <laughs> I, love, which I, I mean, I love like, that you brought that back. <laughs> I mean, got to do a throwback. The the stuff with Karen and Ray, though. The problem there was Karen tried to put it all on, you know, bringing it up on camera. And obviously, like Giselle, for example, wearing that T-shirt to the press conference wasn't great. <laughs> it was but not. But Karen was very. 
Well, Karen is closed off to the idea of saying, like, this is a problem. I'm somehow involved in it. Um, I have no issues with Ray. He's going to handle it. I'm removed from this, even though I'm married to this person. Karen's opening up that door this season when she's saying, I even had to loan him money. I don't know that she's ever said that before. She's like, I had to give him half my money. It's to me, it's it's uh, Karen just has been in denial about want or or whatever i don't know if denial is the right word to use but has been against the idea of putting some blame on ray because she didn't want to open that door to their relationship and she's now doing it yeah. and with ashley i just don't see that happening as much you know i don't, I, I don't know I, the grand dame was neat i guess the grand dame was being really evasive so i can get the curiosity i get i just think it's like ashley takes a little bit of joy in humiliating her co-workers that's the part that i just I feel I like she enjoys right. it and in a way that right. I think when other people are like the truth tellers, like even Candy, when Candy sometimes brings stuff up, it's a little messy, sure, but it's the show. I don't think Candy's taking joy in every instance oh where God. like, ah, this is where we, no, 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 here's the thing. Well, no, 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 no. Actually, wait, no, no. Candy was not the person I want to use because I forgot about her um, minions. So maybe Monique. Yeah. Monique doesn't. Well, not Monique. Let me think. Of... Damn. Robin? Okay, Robin yes. Robin has no malicious no, 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 no. intent. Yeah, Robin we'll go with Robin. Stuff. I'm so sorry. Candy was not. No, that was pandemic brain. Candy coded. Uh, candy coded <laughs> candy, conspiracy. Candy only. Candy, candy coded gossip. From a place of joy. I was gonna say candy coded gossip, mama. No, 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 no. Candy coded gossip. No, she means it. I'm so sorry. Candy, no. That was actually why I used to be mad at her. No, no. Candy coded cruelty. Is yes. More like it. But um, so and so, what are your thoughts about you know how Robin has been able to? I mean, is it because we know we truly, truly do truly know that Robin when she talks about stuff she's just maybe it's because she's overcome so much and gone from such like big heights financially and whatever else and has had to struggle for so long that she you just we just trust her we trust we know her story we know how tough it's been and so when she says stuff she's like humbled herself already maybe life has already humbled her um she picked up on when she was trolling she acknowledges when she's trolling like even Mm -hmm. with the karen stuff she will acknowledge she's trolling if not immediately after not long after but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will say Robin isn't, I like, Robin's so pretty and she can be funny, but, um, but I mean, as far as a housewife, sometimes I don't say I forget her, but no, like, I get it. I, yeah, it's, but I will say what I remember most about her, honestly, that she was struggling for so long and she's out of it mm-hmm. and I'm glad she's at least getting married, but I don't say like, I sometimes can't forget, but I will say when she brings up stuff. It's not from a malicious place, but I do want to, because what else is going on with Robin this season? I guess that comes later, because we ain't really getting a lot of Robin so far. She's like, no, but I, she's like know. there with a cute haircut. <laughs> her hair always looks great. I'll give her that. Even when I forget her there, I'm like, oh yeah, her hair. <laughs> and so have we spoke, I mean, Robin's what do you think about, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about, you know, Monique's behavior this episode and Monique so far? What was that near the fire pit that she would not stop talking about? Um, even Wendy, who, um, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> what was that? Like, why, she's so, like, well, I, her, I will, um, excuse me, I will say, her, her, the, her husband in that game debasing mm-hmm. her like that, mimicking her by only doing like a blowjob. Yeah. Was so disgusting. Was uh, it? Well, yeah. I'm one of three people who actually like well, thought it was funny. I thought it, it's because I'm not married and I wasn't well, on a couple's week. I thought it was disgusting weekend. if that you see everybody do this and then that's your answer. It's disgusting yes, when, you, right. when you when you enter the house you're right. and you're like, "Well, my breakfast." 
Like, she's clearly exhausted by the fact that her husband, which Robin actually added nice nuance to. That's another way. Like, she adds mm-hmm. at least, it's a mature thing. She's like, Af- she is. She's super athletes mature. are just treated like this. I feel her right. pain. Because, like, he's not going to change. This is what she right. married into. Right. And it's frustrating. But, like, you can't hopscotch from, like, I'm mad about Sharice to I'm mad about. Like, you're mad at Candace for many reasons, but you're not telling us what they are truthfully yet. It's hard to watch because I, li- I actually like their friendship. But you can tell she's mad at the wrong person. I'm like, you're mad at your husband. Or you mad at you. I don't know what you're mad at, but, like, it's not. Do you, do you think this is Candace? Thing? Like, that was really weird to watch. Because I, I appreciated Wendy being like, um, <laughs> this it just was odd like because i thought she did the mature thing pulling her to the side and be like here girl i thought it was maybe one of the best things that candace has done noting that's probably a very short list of like <laughs> things that you've done that are actually emotionally mature the f- and for monique to be like i am the host you didn't involve me well a part of being the host is creating an environment where people feel comfortable discussing maybe serious things. And if they're having a private conversation, this is technically one of your four houses and Mazel Tov. But if they're coming to s'mores late because they have this other thing going on, if you don't trust Candace, at least have trust in Ashley and Giselle that they're participating in something that for a very valid reason doesn't involve you. And it sounds like Based on Monique's reaction, had they involved her, it would have been incredibly disingenuous. She would have, der- would have started she would have distracting it. the conversation by going in on Candy. It comes across really calculating when you run up behind your uh, parent friend off camera, not thinking we're they're filming or going to air it, and then you say ha 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 ha, and then now you're. Mm-hmm. It's even that like it's another angry scene where you're going off the bat trying to make her look bad. It's like you don't want us to like her. And honestly, with Monique, it was interesting. She's, she clearly is tired of always being in control and having to do everything because of her husband, but then wants to be in control of every situation. It's like, is it Uchi Wally one? Mike, pick one. Um, I just aged myself without its reference, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> Monique will actually probably appreciate it, not just only you or her. Anyway. But like, yeah, it's just, she just she, she's tired. I can tell. I'm tired for her. She's mad at the wrong person. And... It, it, I will say production has done a very nice build up to what is coming, mm-hmm. whichever episode, because clearly it, she's she's angry. Uh, I don't. I mean, she's obviously tired because and that she... bird is good for Bravo, but girl, like that bird is all oh she God, can talk to. That bird, that bird is her friend. Would... I would just say, you know, she's obviously very tired of what's happening because she magically fell asleep when Candace was trying to thank her for having her. Which was, her, I'm like, which, girl. Which was hostess. <laughs> My God. Hostess with the leastest. I, that is the, I was like, you talked all this shit about this girl mm-hmm. and them and you fell asleep. But that's because I was embarrassed for her in that moment. And, like, and, come on. and, and I, I doubt she even has anything like, you know what? She won't even probably give. She's like Dorinda in that. She's not going to give Candace that. No, she's not going to in any way take any responsibility for something because she's afraid of what that trail will lead to. Oh, oh. If I start taking responsibility for one piece of my behavior, what does that mean for me at the end? And I know it's a preview, but have you $200,000 on a podcast? What, what did she? Is, I, I've never heard it, but that's a lot of money um, to spend on a podcast event. Like, sidebar, guys, if you haven't joined the <laughs> Andy's Girls Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Holla at I, your girl, like, yeah. 
do you think she spent it on the podcast or was she saying that's what she's I know that's what the preview made it sound like but my thought was she's probably talking about how much she spent on her company altogether that's like I'm hoping that that's still a a lot of money for Real Housewives media empire um but you know you gotta invest I guess (laughs) that's a lot on it and I'm literally not disparaging it I'm just like when I heard that I'm I'm like how rich are you to be doing I mean I that is a valid question and also the fact that this fight with Candace comes from Candace, I guess, not going to this live recording thing. Then I was wondering, like, what's this whole barn, the like indoor thing where the altercation actually happens? Is that at an event following the live recording? Because <laughs> like Candace was obviously obviously there or was that like a totally separate event? I have several questions about the lead up to this. And obviously, Candace saying she wasn't going to participate in a recording, which... Isn't that the respectful thing to do? You guys are obviously fighting. Why is she going to sit down Girl, and, and you don't, be a part you of don't content like that you her. get to edit? You don't like right, her. you don't like her. Why you want her there? You don't like her. You you didn't you couldn't be bothered to tell her bye. You fell asleep. You don't like her. You, She's not as big of a get for your audience as like Giselle or Karen or somebody else would be. Do you be. like Monique pretending? Do I what? Her single. I... I, I don't even. Not my favorite. It's fine, though. You know, not a bad. Actually, why she wanted to rap. There's something. It's, it's not one of the worst Housewives songs. Although, I, I'm, I do love Viva La Diva. I'm, I should have told you I that. actually do love Viva, Viva La, La Diva, Diva. Like I love it. I love it. I can't get it off. I, I can't get it off. I love the Countess. So, so <laughs> not to go I haven't actually just... listened to Monique's song in full. I've only heard little pieces of it. It's. I, I keep well, forgetting. In full is generous. I once I saw it online, it was like a minute clip. I heard enough of it. It seemed, it sounded fun. It wasn't like it was like drag or something. Yeah, I should remember. This is technically dedicated to my community, or you have verbiage. <laughs> <laughs> my, you, I, I don't know. Like Monique is. I, I really like Monique until this season for sure. Like it's just last season was touch and go. This season is really hard to watch. It's just like you're mad at everybody. You're mad at one person and you're mad at the wrong, wrong one. So ultimately, this is a really unfair question, but, you know, this is that space for that. What whose side are you on Candace v. Monique? It's so unfair right now. Based off of this most recent episode, I think it's a little unfair, which is why I love it. Okay, okay, I will make full disclosure. I, I, I like Candace, but I really like Monique, too. So actually, no, if, even no matter who I like, I'll tell what it is. Um, as of now, I'm on Candace's side. Because on that last episode, okay, because I could see the Sharice thing. I didn't completely believe the Sharice thing to begin with. Because the next episode when Sharice is in front of you, yes, she does leave. But, like, you're not as mad as everybody else for her even being there. Like, you're not mad at Ashley that she's there. But you're mad at this, I guess, because you got the warning. I don't, I don't buy that. I'm on Candace's Wait, side. Wait, you don't buy what part of it? You don't buy Monique like, being a part of Sharice was there? I don't buy Sharice was as involved. Sorry, I'm, I don't buy Sharice as the source of the anger against Candace. That's what I meant. I should have said that clearer. I think she's mad at her for something else. There's been, th- you think she's mad at Candace for something else? Yeah, like there's been just animosity between them started last season. Oh, yeah. That's only built up. So I Absolutely. Like, so it's like the Sharice thing. You're trying to make Candace look like a fraud, but then you get caught on audio saying, "Oh, girl, I was just trolling. I was just doing whatever because of the camera." That makes you look suspect. Then on this most recent episode, she did the mature thing, and you're still mad at her, and you're literally lashing out and howling about it. And then now with the preview, y'all clearly don't get along. Y'all not in a good space. Why would you even want her to be at your work event? And now that's the thing. It's like you just want the audience. To hate Candace. <laughs> I don't, I'm on Candace's side. Yeah. Like, I just. Are you? I'm on Candace's side. And then I don't. Oh, yeah, I'm on Candace's side. 
You don't, I clearly you're not, but let's discuss, let's just... <laughs> That's like an offline conversation, okay. to be honest. I'm very careful about some stuff that I've said. Well, because thanks to all of you, the how great the pod has grown and all that good yeah. stuff. I just have some personal experiences that okay. that um that influence my perspective of fair, uh, fair who enough. these people are when the cameras aren't there. Okay, can I'll add a caveat? Just as a viewer who hasn't would not know all the intimate details because I don't have any per personal exchanges mm -hmm. with Candace. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I have exchanges with Candace. She reads my books. That's nice. I've um, been very mm -hmm. supportive with the Howard, but you know, I you can be critical. But with Monique, I say so I don't know all the details, but I would just say as a mm -hmm. viewer, Monique, whatever Monique's just, if she thinks her anger towards Candace is justifiable, she has not done a good job so far for, as a as why. a viewer communicating yeah. why we should have totally so agree. much animosity. And if there is something that Candace did that will prove itself later in the season. I'm willing to be like, all right, bet. I can see why you are mad about this, but didn't handle that anger, basically swinging on somebody the best way. But as of now, it's not looking great for Monique because all I see is a lot of misplaced anger and you really just trying to make us mad at somebody. But it's early, but it's not looking great for us so far. I think that Candace had a great episode this episode. I thought the way she handled herself and the way that she was like, she left situations when, when Monique was obviously trying to like gaslight her by yeah. saying, you're the one making a big deal about it this because I'm raising my voice. And I just keep saying over and over again that you won't let this stuff go when we saw two minutes earlier, Candace just apologized, which right. is where it frankly should have ended. Um, but I do think that Candace is ultimately a very self-destructive and destructive, destructive person. And she is incredibly toxic. And, oh, damn. Um, not my, not my, yeah, not no, my I just, I, I no, but like, I truly mean that. And I think that there are ways that people cross the line. They do so sometimes with professional stuff where they involve themselves or create products that are obviously very dangerous. And I think of Teddy in that circumstance. Then I think of things that people do on camera that can come across as disingenuous or harmful if you look at like what Kenya has done on camera with the Chris stuff with Kim Field's husband and, and, and many, many other things. And then there are the ways that many of these people who have enormous platforms and audience audiences um behave behind the scenes which is something that people don't get and, i see um i just think that there are varying ways for people to cross the line and what i have seen and like witnessed is stuff that makes me really want to focus all the more on their on-camera behavior but it does in the back of my mind harm when i say like i'm team so-and-so when i know Okay. How they yeah. behave as like human people. And it's just so interesting to me to watch what Candace has done that other people know about. Like what she did with um uh being uh with fat shaming a blogger who oh, she was very upset about and this is recent being yeah and being potentially transphobic and and years and years of tweets of homophobic and transphobic communications that she apologized for while also refusing to hold herself accountable for the fat phobic stuff and then maybe uh, potentially um uh purposefully misgender using um incorrect uh pronouns for someone potentially um 
who she may actually have a, an actual relationship with. There's just a lot of stuff that's that people have access to where you don't even need to know the rest, where it's like, yeah, this isn't someone who's really that great. I will say um, I s expressed the opinion about directly to what well, asked, was asked about because I didn't know about the I've, I've actually paid a lot less attention um, to social um, when I can afford Which, it. Which frankly is probably a good thing, um, honestly. But yeah, I will say I saw Candace's apology. I actually thought it was detailed and well done. Mm -hmm. I did see about the some of the tweets that were the, the what what I got the uh, the uh, it reminded me in some ways about the in, in in the Atlanta thing in that it is homophobic, but it's casual homophobia that sometimes emboldened because these teams were like more than a decade ago i'm like you thought you were basically thought you would kick in with some other gay black men who you might have maybe been in person having these conversations using these mm -hmm. and certain people wouldn't be offended but if you're putting them on twitter in 2010 i believe like 2009 mm -hmm. 2009 mm -hmm. um it stands out even more because I'm not going to say that it was okay then, but I think sometimes it's like a too comfortable. And also people, mm -hmm. I will say people are allowed to grow and change. And if they put something out there on the internet that was wrong, I, I give them space to actually give a real apology because if, mm -hmm. in that regard, there are plenty of housewives, housewives nearly on every franchise um, mm -hmm. that is engaged in that. Um, some are more mm -hmm. active than others. Um, so I would just say from my experience, you know, Candace has, those tweets were not good to see. But she's yeah. been very much supportive of my work and which is amazing and of trend like things. So I can see like in more recent years, I think there's an, an evolution should be allowed, and she's younger than some of them. So I will say that like I did not like those tweets, but she did to me give an apology that I thought was solid and acknowledged the wrong. I don't know. I didn't know about the fat shaming thing, so I I have no other than like don't do that <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. Um, no, I just the only thing that I would add is some stuff happened the very night that she made that apology. And I thought that the apology that she did was really great. And the way that she behaved privately, which there are receipts that are available, but will be probably kept private forever was monstrous and incredibly toxic and abusive. And she is, I think playing a really great part. And maybe there is a part of her that is really apologetic and trying to grow and become a better person. And you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. And what she said, I thought about the network as pertaining Bravo and Black Lives Matter was incredibly important. I had her on the show um, in the last couple months talking about that very topic and was very happy to amplify her voice and was grateful that she came on. Um, but I would just say that, like, when we're talking about um, people going, like, way below the bar, be it uh, how they behave on camera, the way that they're self-producing. There is a very small specific club of people who happen to be on TV who use their platforms to inflict harm. And she's right. she's the, she's the vice president, if not the treasurer. Oh, no, not not the treasurer, the Steve Mnuchin yeah. of the shit. Well, I, you know, I, I mean, I will say she's I, the treasurer, maybe her mom, you know. I, oh, I, 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 I love me some Candace. I'm, I'm just going to say I, I don't I, I'm glad she apologized. I, I, well, you know what? I'll say this. Um, I would not send out some of those tweets, and I, that that is not a that is not a thought that has not ever been published. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, no, something's no. out there. But I think it's 
because I think think it's great that she apologized. I hope for her in her journey that she um, truly holds herself accountable for incredibly uh, toxic behavior. I really, truly hope that one day, maybe it'll be next season since she won't have a job, that she can devote herself 40 hours a week all that time. I don't know that she'll be back. What do you mean? I don't know that she'll be back. I don't know. I think Dr. Wendy is here for a very specific reason. She's a very specific personality type. And I would not be surprised if Monique is not back by choice and Candace is not back by force. You like Dr. Wendy more than um, Candace. That's I don't like Dr. Wendy oh, more okay. than Candace. I think Dr. Wendy is coming in and is very glad- similar to Candace. And I don't think you need both of those personalities who are very um, allergic to <laughs> taking accountability and also are very, like, very the- quick and come in a little bit hard. I don't know that you need both Dr. Wendy and Ken. I look at Dr. Wendy as like the iPhone, the newest generation version of Candace. That's very generous. Um, um, About Dr. Wendy? Yeah, it's not even shade to Dr. Wendy because I mean, she just started and I, I know she has many, I know she has many degrees. Um, Oh, no, actually, I did not like, I mean, I'm glad she apologized, but, and here, I, based on what I said, but I did not like how she spoke to um, Ashley Darby. I did not like um, oh, totally. the elitist tone um, mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. It actually reminds me of what I did not like about um, the Real Housewives of Potomac first season mm-hmm. when it was very much their antiquated views about, um, it was literally, um, they were color struck and thought they were fancy than what they are in spite of being in the country for the most part. Mm-hmm. So. Um, once we get to that, I kind of, and I don't like how she talks to the ground dome, but you know what? She is so far a nice addition to the show. I'm going to give her that, but I don't, the Candace replacement thing, we can agree to disagree. I can, I can, I clear, <laughs> clearly there are some things about between you and uh, some of the housewives that I am not yeah. privy to. So I'm only going to go no, about my experiences, but so far me, she's been very kind to me. Um, but yeah, on the show. And I think that's great. I think that's great. Well, no, no, no. Even, if, even if she wasn't kind to me or, you know, that doesn't, I believe me, I know being kind to me does not mean anything. Um, but I just, no, it I, does. just as a viewer, I think so far the season has been Candace. So I'd be, I'd be, well, a lot of it has been Candace. So I'd be very curious to see why they would replace her for Dr. Wendy, who so far is like, because I'm not entertained by bringing up those degrees every week and that you're a doctor and that you argue with people on Fox News. And I don't mean this as a shade as like, I haven't, because I mean, look, this is not shade anybody, but like, I've been asked to appear on Fox News plenty of times, including primetime. I don't want to speak on um, de facto Soviet racist propaganda for like old, ra- old bigots. Um, so, mm-hmm. but this thing, I'm not knocking on her also, but. It's very like when she tried to say I'm a commentator. I'm like, girl, I know how that world works too. Let's not be snotty about that because you're not, you don't get paid for those yet until you get a contract. I hope you get a contract, but you're not getting paid yet. So watch it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's just uh, that I do, I do not like elitist because that reminds me of a certain thing. Because I went to school at Howard, love Howard mm-hmm. University, but mm-hmm. diverse. It was the most diverse place I've ever been because um, mm-hmm. that goes beyond race. But you know, there's a certain attitude of certain types of well-to-do mm-hmm. folks in that. I'm not with that. Um, um, I totally hear you, and I just want to. I don't like fake ass bitches. I was, I was like, girl, <laughs> what? You just got here. I was like, girl, yeah, that's that's from being on Fox News too long. Um, she had an entrance, but just to be, um, just to keep it incredibly honest, I think Candace is a great housewife, I and see. I think obviously <laughs> personally this season, it's different. <laughs> she's necessary and crucial to be here but I do think she brings with her a level of toxicity and darkness just inherent in her spirit that I think will 
come to its climax this season with however this goes with Monique, regardless of whatever side people are on. And I think Monique is probably going to choose to leave the show. And I just think Candace was such a great casting choice. She was such a great addition. She has so many positive qualities as far as my personal enjoyment of Mm -hmm. the franchise and what she brings to the show. I just think her time is coming to a close and there is, you know, I don't even, I can't even call her like a spiritual OG. I just think, her cat, her casting was great. She's so important to this season. I just don't know that I see her story I continuing see. after this. Okay. Um, I will say I really hope wherever Monique goes, like, I don't really like how she's been acting this season so far, but I can tell she's hurting. So I really hope she finds like more staff and more outlets and whatever <laughs> else she needs. Um, because oh she don't want more kids. God bless her. She's tired. Uh, I mean, she's putting everything into these little boxes, I, I, and I'm just wondering what happens when they're finally opened. Maybe that's where the altercation comes from. Someone accidentally opened a box. Yeah. They tipped it over the shelf, and all I hear is, all I hear is, Monique! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The little clip that there's like a little six-minute, <laughs> not six-minute, six-second oh. clip that went viral on Twitter, and it just shows, like, Karen walking away. I like, love that clip. It, and it's just Karen being like, bye. Like, I didn't sign up for this. This is wild that is exactly what karen like did she's I like oh go. i don't do this because that is that is that is the one cast that said we are above this we will not and i hope yeah i i can tell they're going to do the respectability politic pylon on monique in the coming mm-hmm. weeks which i will say i don't like i do not like that because like giselle if you want to talk about respectable your husband's um sins are bigger than monique you know swinging <laughs> on people but okay. i mean monique is gonna have i think if she's audience... listening um because your husband he has to answer girl <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to say, I think the majority of the audience is Team Monique. I do think she's going to have a difficult time because it looks like the majority of the cast is Team Candace, by which I mean they may not be pro Candace, but they're anti Monique. She's going to have a difficult sure about, journey. I think the audience is. It tilted a little bit after this last really? episode. Well, I think this last week certainly shifted a lot of perspectives and it not being I think as I've gotten, easy to be Team Monique as it was. It, I, was a I felt the shift. I, looking online or people talking to me, and, and I said, I'm like, all right, I told you. Um, cause I, just, I mean, cause I didn't, th- I didn't throw, right this week. I didn't throw Monique right. away, but she's in time out for me right now, just spiritually. I was like, it's a lot of energy. For me, that energy over there is like, girl, I, can, I literally can see how it ended up getting violent. I will say that. Um, it, it just shows a really angry person. Well, no, no, no. A person put up on a lot of frustration who, and, though, and that's not to blame, like to say she has an anger problem. I would say you can tell somebody's really frustrated, but these environments that she's been placed in are not conducive to the type of anger that she's been clearly carrying as a result and of being I, like overexerted and overstretched. That's, you know. I mean, I think who doesn't have an anger problem? It's how you uh, express it. So Dorinda expresses it in a way that's aggressive against Tinsley. And like, Monique, I'm glad she got a break. She needs a year a break to just. Right. She, she probably can come I, back amazing, but just. Mm-mm. Right. And like maybe like a couple years. But I couple. think. <laughs> I mean, God help whoever is like helping her with that book. That's going to be a difficult journey for them. A um, lot of chapters are going to be missing uh, or super rewritten. Um, but with Monique, I just feel like she has a lot of anger. Candace has a lot of anger. True. They just express it in different ways. That's and sometimes fair. Sometimes those ways are act as such like a counter to each other that it they they're not able to see like the forest through the trees no, and there's I, yeah, reasons totally on both sides why that happens like they're neither of them is entirely wrong and 
this past week, I think it's so interesting that the fight happens so soon after this weekend because it is very obvious that Monique is feeling a different experience than Candace. Uh, and it's obvious that Monique has a lot of anger and frustration about what she thinks and how she feels that Candace is behaving that maybe nobody else is seeing but Monique, but she's certainly experiencing it as a truth. And I think that will lead up to whatever anger she feels about Candace, where she's like, this is why I'm angry, where everyone else is like, we're, we're not seeing this, you know? We're just not seeing it, but to her, it's really real. Monique's the most physically aggressive cast member I've seen outside of, like, Nene, because I remember that umbrella. Outside of Portia? Oh, I forgot about the heavyweight champ. Um, Well, <laughs> I don't... I don't Portia, the stuff was shown I, that I do, wasn't actually aired, like her fight with her assistant saying, or whatever. I don't blame... And I love... Por- Portia's a saint. I, I, I love Portia. It's the queen of my heart. I don't blame Portia about the Kenya thing. That's No, that was I think separate. she was... I think that was... I mean, I thought... Honest. Well, somebody brought it to my attention, actually. I, I forgot about Monique in that umbrella with um, Robin. That could have went really aggressive one time, that scene where they were getting into it. And she was like, I'm all in my face. I would... Yeah, like Monique and... Um, oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's like a... Like, yeah, it was a little... Okay, I'm not saying she, she's at any moment she's going to swing off on somebody, but um, she's been more physical than anybody else on the cast when angry. And I'm not saying like she's a physical threat to people, but and you're right. I think both of them are angry. You can see their anger and the, the traces for like, if you mm-hmm. see Candace and the mom, I can understand that. You can see can, uh, Monique and this being just overexerting her husband literally just needing to do more or just hire more, whatever it would make mm-hmm. that situation easier. But um, why I say it's not maybe not, I could, in hindsight, I kind of maybe Monique needed a year off. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, cause if anybody was going to get physical with their anger, I could see Monique and you can, you see the bill. It's just a lot of anger there. Uh, and again, I still, wait, let me, I wish I could find it. I should have did my, re- um, pull up the clip with her and Robin. Of the umbrella thing? Yeah. It's just, I'm like, that like, that could have got physical in that moment. If, if like Robin had just been just as aggy, I could see that getting physical. You just... It's a, it's Nini Portia energy, which can't always really fit <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, and I mean, I like Monique. I'm just saying, I'm not. Well, I have like, I'm just surprised she didn't swing. I'm not surprised she swung. I just wish she were not in the place and so in the the, the situation. Where even that felt to, like the only way that she could express yeah. herself. Yeah, and it's obviously harmful and destructive. And she still because Candace rattles you, focusing on the violence, and she still feels like she hasn't been heard. Well, yeah, because I mean, Candace will rattle you and say some crazy shit, but they got like it's just that just you can see that I just you can see that explosion coming. Oh my god, next week is going to be wild. By next week, I mean the week following. I must say, yeah, you. I want to see where this goes because I'm not sure um, the audience stays. Well, uh, it's starting to split. I feel like. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that, you know, obviously my perception of it shifted, too, because I just thought Candace really behaved in a great way this past week. I thought that she was really emotionally mature in a way that maybe Monique didn't even deserve. But I felt like what Candace was doing actually was like keeping herself in check, like doing the right thing for herself, which I thought was really positive. I guess Monique really just let me down. I hope I explained it, but just the last episode. No, I think you did. Where she was just sitting at that fire pit and making that Ashley thing so much more than what it needed to be. I'm like, you just don't like her. <laughs> and you got a lot of anger that is like, it, it, I really don't think that even that whole scene, like that didn't matter that much for you to be so riled up about it. This was weird. I mean, 
let's talk about something that does matter. Yes, go. Which is the fact that you've written two phenomenal books. I, and I own both of them. I'm obsessed with both of them. Can you tell the listeners, especially because so much of your life and your writing has been influenced by all things Bravo. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of like, so your journey writing, I can't date Jesus and I don't want to die poor. Um, sure. So if you're not familiar with me, I, I write a lot about pop culture and politics on the internet, um, and print when it's sometimes still a thing. Um, I have written, a, I've <laughs> written another recipe. I have written a lot about the Real Housewives over the years. Mm-hmm. You will find plenty of references in both of the books, but like with I right. Can't Date Jesus, it's essentially me writing about what I thought it meant to be black and gay. Um, like darker stuff like you know AIDS and death and fear of being a hoe oh but like God, it's written in a very funny it. like it's I, it's, it's I write so about being approached for the priesthood I write about being not the best hoe mm-hmm. I will say what actually made me appreciate Candace um, um and, um is how she read the book and I she mm-hmm. um someone from Howard I guess like told her about it um because I went oh to Howard God, that's great and you know it was nice just you know people who have issues with like parents it didn't have to be the same issue but people mm-hmm. can relate and she just like enjoyed it so that's what I felt was really like nice about it I do know mm-hmm. Erica Jane has acknowledged that I um I told her and she actually responded that I referenced um I quote her at the beginning read of it? have you sent her a book I did not send she it, but read it. I don't think she's she, gonna have a lot of time on her hands. She hasn't, she hasn't read it, but I did, you know, I told her I um, referenced her. Oh, that book is sorry. Um, I write about private student loan debt. So like, with I can't date Jesus. It's beautiful that when you can figure out who you are, there's a freedom in that mm-hmm. figuring out who you are on your own terms. In real life, a choice is happiness can be expensive. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff can be a choice. I write about private student loan debt. Um, I was really sick of all these millennial narratives about how you know you could just it sucks or you could just you know pay off a hundred thousand dollars in debt in like two years if you just eat cat food and peanut butter or some ridiculous <laughs> shit. So I write about how like private like student loan debt impacts every facet of your life, mm-hmm. like the emotional weight, how it impacts your dating relationship with your parents if they are the cosigner, like all these different things. Um, and actually in the second book, I write about my own experience, um, being up for a reality show. <laughs> and so some of the things that you do like to basically get out of oh debt, God, yeah. which is actually what I meant about Monique and that, like, Monique doesn't look like she can fight and she, Monique fights and she wants to be a rapper. I used to fight in school, had no choice, you know, people was a gay kid, but you can get popped. Um, and I wish I were a rapper too. So I give Monique on a certain level. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, I'm like, company, you don't want to expose that. That's all I meant. So uh, I think I did everything. Did I sell that right? I have such pandemic no, brain. You <laughs> so you're, no, I think you did a great job. And I have to tell you guys, listen, like, I truly have both books. I love both books. You, I read the first book. You had come over to my apartment to record Andy's Girls in December and I read, I think I was like going to Mexico like the next day, I want to say. You were. And I read the book on the plane. And my first night, I brought it with me to dinner. <laughs> I took a photo of myself. I remember the picture. Because I was like, um, I look great. I'm in Mexico. I need to take a photo with my new favorite book. Um, It's just, it like landed with me. And I Thank think you. your voice is so singular. And the way that you're able to talk about really serious topics and share parts of your life whether it's relationships with family or whatever else in a way that is so honest and like empathetic to the idea of the human struggle but it's really Brian. specific to your life is Thank really you. important you did and it much better than you're me. a bravoholic and the bravo. fact <laughs> that you quote erica jane at the beginning of i want to say the second book like 
it's I just highly encourage guys that if you need to step out of yourself and into somebody else's spirit that you buy Michael's books and you support um, a voice that's really important to hear I would say and to follow and that I value a lot and so I'm appreciative of any time that you're on Andy's Girls because it's like a particular thrill to me because I'm such a fan of your writing thank you and so to hear your voice and talk to you about why you're so wrong about Candace I But like, I think that, you know, I'm so excited to hear whatever you're working on next. And I know that you have a lot of exciting projects that are going to happen down the pipeline on TV, which if people want to Google, they can because it's yes, um, um, in the trades. Hollywood Reporter and Deadline are talking about all of these amazing upcoming projects that you have. And I think, you know, it's nice to see um, stuff happen to someone who's obviously been like, busting his ass in order to create that path. And I think, you know, that's just really great. I'm just really appreciative. And I, I needed to hear that. Um, I'm sure you'll bring back um, the next time I'm on about Candace. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play for you record. You can play for me the umbrella video and I'm just going to play for you 10 minutes. Um, talk about how great Candace is as a lady. I've, I'm learning a lot this year um, about um, Hollywood. It, some of it mm-hmm. reminds me of publishing except with prettier people mm-hmm. and ideally more money. Um, but I am really excited. Um, there, you know, the first book has, you know, a situation already set up. Um, hopefully you'll hear more soon about the second. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. You, um, uh, I don't take anything for granted. Um, so thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for selling my books better than me. It's been a long <laughs> week. Um, I also want to thank every Real Housewife of New mm-hmm. York and mm-hmm. Potomac all of them mm-hmm. for just, mm-hmm. especially Potomac for bringing peace to my life. Uh, Monique, yes. I really, I'm rooting for you, girl, but you are mad. And Candace, I was, I was trying to ride for you here, but not, you're not, you're not popular over here, but I'm trying to ride. <laughs> and thank you, Grand Dom, for everything. It's so crazy. The Grand Dom is my center <laughs> since she started I mean, the show. She's the center of everything, including some late night shots. What else do we have to say? I, I mean, the woman. They need to stop drinking Fireball, though. All of the housewives. End it. What are you drinking? Oh, no shade to I Fireball, mean, but like shade. <laughs> what was Dorit's um, toast at the end of Beverly Hills that Kyle had no choice but to override, where she was like, the only pain in your life should be champagne? Yes. Can we just carry that energy into 2021, and please? Queen Dorit, which is um, a, an example of me learning to learn love people despite our initial differences. Because I didn't get that accent and the pretension, but I love Dorit <laughs> so much now. She's, <laughs> she's Who would have thought our only complication would have been Dur- with Dorit this season would have been about the weight of her hair? I right. mean, what a journey we've been on. Queen, thank you again. Queen. <laughs> uh, so, Michael Arsenal, tell the people how to follow you online because you're the absolute best. Um, I am at Young, spelled the normal way, S I N I C K. That's Young Cynic. It's my rap name that I never changed. Um, and it's no point in changing now. I'm just gonna be like Jeezy, old with a young rapper name. Let <laughs> 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 me drop the young still. But no, I'm, oh I'm around. Lift me in prayer about the TV stuff. Um, yes. And thank you again for having me. It's been, you are always the best. I love talking about Bravo with you. Um, I'm trying to keep count of how many housewives I might have pissed off today, but. (laughs) 
that's me. I'll always, that'll be the one area we'll always have one up in the worst possible way. Guys, if you haven't joined the Andy's Girls Patreon, what the fuck is wrong with your life? I just posted a brand new Patreon exclusive bonus app, a 70-minute deep dive with AG and psychotherapist Alyssa, who you guys will remember from so many amazing satchels. She's an OG of the AG who has um, written in about um, Kim and Kyle, and we go all in about, uh, you know, all things Teddy, all in about all things Teddy and all in, and um, Ramona and uh, Leah and the reveal of uh, Leah's bipolar diagnosis and a whole lot more. So um, I highly encourage um, you guys to listen to that. And thanks to all of you who are Patreon supporters. That up is up now on patreon.com slash Andy's girls. Exclusive bonus episodes and a very, very modest increase in credit card debt, which as we know by reading Michael's books is something we're trying to eliminate. But why start with Andy's girls is what I'm going to say. Leave that as your special treat when you pay for other stuff, uh, pay off other stuff instead. Um, and Instagram at Dame Galley, Dame Galley, you know what's up. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this week's app to buy Michael's books because that needs to happen and he's the best. And um, I can't wait to have you back again soon. I'm obsessed with you. And um, obviously, you need to come on before the end of Potomac. I would love to. I'm obsessed with you. Thanks again. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Bye.